broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hammond Diche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. I do now, there, people. Hope you've had a productive week as we are quickly moving to the end of the month. I hope you're making 2020 boom. Stay true to your. Your goals, okay? Hang in there, people. Today, today I want to go and discuss with you a subject that many people might find uncomfortable, okay? Then the title of this podcast is The Liars Amongst Us. And this is in relation to our CVs. Now, our CVs are what we use to uh, demonstrate to a future employer our credentials, right? And there's been quite a few high profile um, um, news articles this week, particularly one by the Digital Health, okay, where it um, highlighted a case whereby the ex Oxford CIO um, basically was caught um, lying on his CV saying he had a degree when he didn't have a, a degree. Now, as a CEO, which is a clinical information officer, it's a high power job working within the National Health Service. Okay. The National Health Service provides a service for patients. Okay. And he's got a job as a chief clinical information officer. So obviously he oversees clinical systems that are used by doctors, nurses, social workers, um, physiotherapists, all, all these health care and caring professionals, okay? And he has lied. These caring professionals themselves that he is providing, um, overseeing systems that they use, right, have to subscribe to professional bodies to ensure that they are clinically safe. Doctors um, um, subscribe to the NMC. This, that's a professional body, um, NMC for, for nurses and so forth and so forth. So these professionals who have to go under a lot of uh, rigor, a lot of training to do their job before they can uh, facilitate care for, for, the, for the general public. He uh, has put himself in a position whereby uh, he has lied. He's put himself in a position of authority, you know, in terms of recommend, recommending, um, prescribing in some cases systems that these professionals have to use. But yet, his degree, which the, the trust, when they put the, the, the job out, um, uh, stipulated that you need to have a degree. He lied on his degree. And this is a, this is a high-powered job whereby he was earning £135,000 a year. So he had lied on his CV. So this whole podcast is about CVs and do we tell the truth on our CVs? And what are the repercussions when we tell either the white fluffy lie? For example, um, what are your hobbies and interests? And you say, I enjoy reading. 
But when you're in that interview position and you're called up and you're asked, okay, I can see on your CV, Mr. Jones, you say you like reading. What was the last book you read? Then your mind goes blank because again, that was a fluffy lie. Or you say something like, as a hobby, I like fly fishing, but has never, ever, you don't even have a fishing rod. You, you wouldn't know where to start with, with fishing. Okay. A lot of people have these fluffy things on their CVs, but now as we move into the digital age, as it were, you know, the, the information age that we're in is far more important to prov- provide um, real evidence-based um, <clears throat> examples of your passions within your CV. Okay. It's far easier to articulate those things before, whereby you just literally have to have your CV digitally, traditionally two pages. Okay. Now you can have your own website. You know, people can look at your digital footprint and they do look at your digital footprint when you are then going for a job of any value. They look and see what have you posted? You've seen many celebrities being struck off, taken off, off, off positions as presenters or, or musicians, whatever, because of things that they're posted in the past, on Twitter, yeah, on Facebook, things that have been posted before have come back to haunt them. Um, Kevin Hart, you know, was denied the opportunity to host in the Oscars and they've not had a host for the Oscars for the last two years, okay, because of things that had he had put out on social media years ago, okay? So not only when we are, are, are doing and uh, crafting our CV, you know, where we're demonstrating and we have to try to uh, make our CV stand out from the others. It's very, very important that we stay within the realm of reality, that we don't stray to lies, fake news. Okay. We don't stray into that part. You are that which you say you are on your CV. All what you're doing is illuminating certain skills, certain facets, certain attributes that you have demonstrated whilst in each of the jobs that you have been in. Making up phantom jobs, yeah, making up qualifications that you do not have is severely embarrassing and it's fraudulent. And a lot of people, when I say the word fraud, okay, we say, no, it's not fraud, it's not fraud. No, of course it is. You are lying (laughs) about things that you have in order to gain a position. Okay. And not only if you do get the job, you are successful, you're denying an opportunity for somebody else who had those skills to be employed. Okay. And you are taking a remuneration based upon false information. That is fraud. Okay. That is fraud. That's what it's about. So you might say it's, it's a white fluffy lie, but no, please look back at your CV. Yeah. And really, really analyze it. Because you don't need to be in that situation whereby you are then um, lying on your CV, outright lying. You don't. If there's a very job, and it's quite, it's happened to me quite a few times in my career, whereby I've seen a job go out, and I was, I said to myself, oh my god, this meets, this, this is so me. This job is for me. This is, this was, oh god, this got, this is the one I want, I need. However. When, when they, uh, the employee, employer stipulates the credentials that they need, and it might be a master's degree, it might be a PhD, something that I do not hold myself, you know, I cringe. I say, oh my God, I can't do it. What you're supposed to be 
thinking about and what I subscribe you, you try to employ is first, if you see a job that has, has skills that you know you do not have, okay, or has requirements that you know you don't fully meet, still apply. Still apply. Second to that, what I do suggest you try and you do as well is actually try to address the employer directly, write directly to the employer on a personal basis. If you know the, the person who's actually posted the job, write to them a letter highlighting your skills, highlighting why you'll be suitable for the position. And then ask, is it okay if I still uh, apply? That shows that you're dedicated. That shows you have a passion. That shows you have a commitment. That shows that you have integrity. Okay. And even if they turn back and say to you, no, the, um, this is the strict criteria around this job. There's a reason why certain jobs have a strict criteria in terms of requirements. Yeah. There's a certain reason for that. They might not articulate it straight away. Like for in this instance, whereby um, this is a chief information officer, the criteria, what would have been to have some sort of higher, higher level education? Okay. It's because you're overseeing, you're leading projects that you have doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals underneath you. Yeah. You're providing, supporting their um, ability to care for the public. So you then going for that job when you don't have that degree. No, that is outrageous. You shouldn't be even on the table. Yeah. That is completely outrageous. This is not what it's about. So as, as we're going on, I'm, I'm by myself, but I'm in my zone. I'm here. I'm talking about these issues. Now, the effects that you have when you do that, okay, to yourself personally, just say, for example, you're in a post right now. Yeah. And you know, you have lied. Yeah. You know, you have lied. You're in the post already and you know, you can't resign. Yeah. You've got to have some deep conversations with yourself. I will suggest you straight away modify your CV. First, first of all, then have the conversation with your HR department. Because when you're in that post and you know that you have lied to get yourself the post, these are some of the traits that you will be exhibiting. You might not even know you're exhibiting them, right? But you will do, okay? You'll be involved in a lot more defensive practice maneuvers. Meaning, in a situation whereby you need to be demonstrating um, proper leadership, being on the offensive, being, a, being forthright about something, yeah, you might be more defensive because you don't want anyone to get close to the fact that you don't have the degree. You, if you're in a position whereby you are position to employ others, can you imagine you have lied about your CV, yeah? But then now you're in a position whereby you are employing other people <laughs> in your job. You know you've lied. So you might tend to not employ people that actually have the right skills because you might perceive them to be a threat. Okay. To yourself, you lose confidence, you lose credibility. You have this whole notion of fake it until you make it comes out, out, comes out all the time. And then although you might say that you have made it, the fact that you have faked it will always make you feel like a fraud. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that expression. I'm not a fan of the fake it until you make it. No, I hate that expression. I'm all about living it until you become it. That is a mic drop there. You live it until you become it. Yeah. So your CV should be an embodiment. Yeah. A small two, three page document that articulates, yeah, your passions, the things that you've actually done, the things that you're actually working towards. Okay. And it should read literally like a story of things. 
And employers, they too have a, a responsibility to ensure that they do their due diligence, that they check, you know, before they give somebody the uh, congratulations, we're willing to offer you the position of blah, 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 that they've done their checks. The NMC, the GMC, these professional bodies allow you to go online and check their credentials, see if everyone, if these um, um, doctors, nurses are actually on their register. They allow you to do that. That should be the same for every position. You should be able to see people, like in t- particularly around educational bodies, degrees, they should have a, a way of you going online and just double checking. And I believe that um, organizations are, have been a bit lazy, let's be honest. Yeah. They tend to just look on LinkedIn <laughs> and see and see what skills other people are saying other credentials that 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 person have in in a sense you're being validated by the community they need to do their work and double check with the institutions of education the professional bodies to double to ensure that that person is is and has those qualifications that that they're stated but there are lots of lots of people you know um this this guy here um the cio what was his name now his name was uh peter knight yeah Peter Knight, although he, he was found guilty for, for the fraud, lying on his CV to become CIO, and he was given a suspended jail sentence. <laughs> okay, so ordered to complete 200 hours of community service. Now, how embarrassing is that? You're, you've gone from 135,000, yeah, to doing community service. And he probably, whilst in post, demonstrated some sort of um, credibility, some sort of um, proof that he's actually capable of delivering the job, but he lied, you know, and lies could come back to bite you in, in the backside, in the rectum at some point in your career. So try and steer away from them. You don't really need that now in the digital age anyway, because you've got the ability to have your CV digitized in the form of your own website. You can control your own media, literally. You can control all your own media. It's a dangerous time as well. A very uh, it's a dangerous time as well as a very liberate, liberating time. Yeah, you as uh, as an individual, you can have your own website whereby you bring to the fore your actual passions. You show yourself fly fishing. You show yourself reading. You articulate those things that you are dear to you. Your LinkedIn profile should contain maybe 80-20% in terms of 80% should be focused around um, your your professional interests and maybe 20% are focused on your individualism. What do, what might, makes you unique? So when an employer looks, looks online for your name and he can see, he or she can see that you're a grounded individual. Your LinkedIn profile was not built by a robot, by bots, okay, which a lot of people tend to do, okay? They'll, uh, a savvy and potential employer will look and see through those things. See, what have you been posting? What sort of papers are you writing? Okay. Who are you as an individual? And they'll go to other platforms whereby the rule might change from, say, 60% all social, 40% professional, maybe from LinkedIn to Instagram to Twitter, Facebook. Each of these platforms require a different form of engagement with the audience. Okay. Yeah. A different form. But I'm just talking preliminary on 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 LinkedIn, because obviously this is our professional platform. Okay. But as we were saying, there are 
lots and lots of people out there that um, have done that done this have have said uh, uh, white lies in, on their CVs and monster monster.com which is an online um, recruitment company they say the scale of this problem is about 85 percent can you imagine 85 percent of recruiters said that candidates exaggerated skills and competencies on their resumes. 85%. You know, they're talking about Donald Trump level, you know, where you could be in post, uh, yeah, i.e. you just, just got, we've just been awarded the, um, just won your presidential campaign. You are the president. And before your term has even comp- been completed, you can say that you're the most successful president of all time. Before your first term has even been completed. I'm talking about you're on that level. People are exaggerating skills and competencies on their resumes. You don't really need to be doing that. Like I said, you need to be taking more control of your social media platforms. You need to be articulating things that are actually true. And if you're applying for jobs that sit outside of your passion, yeah, that actually sit outside of your remits of interest, and a lot of people have jobs. And, then that, and that's exactly what it is. It's a job. They don't actually are doing something that is aligned to their core values, core beliefs. They're just doing a job. So adding another skill means nothing to them. But when it's actually now in line with your values and passions, you'll find that it's so easy to tease out because you'll be doing it naturally anyway. You'll be doing that naturally anyway. I'm a passionate person. So I've worked with um, vulnerable people since the uh, since age of 18. Now I'm four, well, 45. Yeah. Been working with vulnerable people since the age of 18. I can evidence that. I can evidence patient safety throughout my, my roles within the NHS. I can evidence it quite because my passion to ensure that care is delivered in a safe manner. That's it. Uh, my also my role in terms of ins- ensuring clinical staff have the right tools to do the job supports clinical safety. So I don't have to talk around um, these issues in a way that is exaggerating my skills. No, because if you put me in a room and you ask me one of those trigger questions, I will talk until the cows come home because you just now woken up my talents. And this is what it's about. Your CV is supposed to support you. But once you're now putting things in there that are lies, you'll feel unsupported and you make the whole um, interview process, which is bi-directional, by the way, people. It is bi-directional. When you're going for a job interview, it's not just about you. It's not about you, yeah, being asked the questions, right? It's also about you asking the employer questions. It's um, It's a coordinated, collaborative experience. And even if you do not have the skills, yeah, if they've invited you for an interview, that's an opportunity to learn, to grow. Yeah. So when you do get an opportunity to go for the job that is coming around the corner, you are not cold. I always say this to people who are applying for jobs. Go for as many interviews as possible, even for jobs you don't really want, just so that you get the, get the rhythm going. Yeah. You get to practice articulating your story. You should have a story for every scenario when you're going for a job. Give me a scenario whereby you had to demonstrate leadership. 
Boom. Do you have a story? Give me a scenario whereby you had to demonstrate empathy. Can you tell me some challenges that you've had in your career, in your life, and how you overcame them? What are your weaknesses? Yeah? What are your goals? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? These are questions that are real. And if you're coming in from the cold, meaning this is your first interview in like five years, they might throw you. You might have read about it the last couple of days, done your prep, but it's very, very important to get that rhythm going. Go for jobs, apply for everything, but apply for things sincerely and with sincerity in terms of what you write down about your attributes and your skill sets. Okay. If you're vying for interview, it's that opportunity for you to practice. Yeah. Tell yourself in your head, you're going there to see what it's like. That way the pressure's off. Okay. There's always another job. Always subscribe to the theory of abundance. For every job that you do not get, there's just another job out there. For every no that you receive in your life, yeah, it's moving you closer and closer and closer to that yes. That's where we need to be. But the other high profile people that also been in this position, I just remember there was um, Scott Thompson. He was the ex-Yahoo CEO, yeah? He lied, yeah? He lied claiming he had a computer science and accounting degree from Stone, Stonehill College in Eastern Massachusetts, yeah? Can you imagine? He was forced to resign. This is not ex-Yahoo CEO, yeah? And there are countless others that you, that you can just Google them, people who have lied on their CV, yeah? You do not want to be one of those, yeah? You do not want to be one of those. Tell the truth, yeah? Make sure you follow the hashtag, hashtag CV clean, or whatever the case may be, to just demonstrate that you know you're confident that your CV is that which you have stipulated is. It is your, your, yours. Everything's true, right, and exact. And employers, please do your due diligence, do your checks, make sure people actually have those attributes that they say or claim that they have, okay? Because not only when you do, um, as an employer, if you employ somebody that you know that's lied, there's a loss to your reputation as an employer, okay? How many others in your organization have lied on their CV. Can you imagine? You, your customers, yeah, will not be confident in buying from you if they know that this is the way you conduct your affairs or receiving services from you if they know this is the way that you conduct your affairs. Integrity, honesty, and trust. This is what it's about, yeah? Integrity, honesty, and trust, yeah? So another thing before we go, because I always like to give you so much, so much. You are so much, so much more. MikeDropClub.com Before, make life boom. That's right. Make life boom, people. But before you go for jobs, jobs as well, I want you to check out the Maya Briggs um, personality um, assessment, yeah? Right. This is uh, basically a, 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 it's almost like a not sacramental test. It's like a it's like a test like, in terms of your your personality traits. OK, do the Maya Briggs personality test. OK, find out what jobs, what skills actually align to your values. And if you're going for a lot of high power jobs, they might ask you what your Maya Briggs um, score is anyway. They might ask you. So it's very, very important for you to do things that, that best fit your skill set. Yeah. Be authentic. What you want to do is bring your most authentic self 
to the interview. Your most authentic self should be on canvas, the canvas of your CV, if it's paper form, digital form. Put that on your, uh, uh, put that and put out regular posts supporting things that you are actually doing. Yeah. Real life video footage showing you doing these things. That way, when you ask these questions, so easy to articulate. Don't lie on your CV. You're just wasting your time. Yeah. Right. Don't lie. Please be credible. Yeah. Right. So your CV has and should, by the time you have digested and reflected on this one, survive. Yeah. Or pass the Wonder Woman lasso of truth. That's where you go look at it. If that if that those Wonder Woman's suit of truth was tied around your CV, what would happen? Yeah, what would happen? Would it just crumble to dust because everything there was fake? Or would it stand up tall and be and, and strong and represent you? And that's what the CV is supposed to do. It's supposed to represent you in your most beautiful, authentic self. Okay, so no more fraud. Hashtag. Clean CV. This is Douglas Hamadiche from the Mic Drop Club. We out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.